0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: New
2: Auburn quarterback Peyton Thorne will have one of the best passing seasons in Auburn football history. Season temperatures are
1: likely for several
2: hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes.
0: You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome
2: on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. The everydayers know this, but we are joined every Monday by baseball's Lindsey Crosby, also writer at AuburnDaily.com, and been a Monday guest on this show for years. Lindsay, when you say it like this, when you say the following, it sounds very, very bold, but I want to explain that it's really, <laughs> that it's really not. Peyton Thorne will have one of the best passing seasons in Auburn football history. In fact, I think it's as close as possible to a lock to having a top 10 season in Auburn football history because. That bar is a lot lower than we would like it to be historically. Like, let's just, let's just be very, very clear with that. It's like,
1: hot take. Well, it's actually not that hot. If you give it context, uh, it's Auburn has always traditionally been a strong school when it came to running the football. I mean, some of the best players in this school's history, you think about, you think about Cadillac Williams, you think about Bo Jackson, you think about Cam Newton, who could throw, but also was a fantastic runner. And, the list of NFL guys at running back is a lot deeper than NFL guys at quarterback and wide receiver together. You know, yes. I mean, Steven Davis, Rudy Johnson, Peyton Barber. I mean, there's tons of guys that have just racked up Ben Tate, Ontario we, let's Let's keep going. Uh, just tons of guys who have racked up rushing production. And at Auburn, the quarterback lineage is uh, lacking. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, you look at the names
2: in the top 10 single season passing records. Damian Craig has the most at 1997 season where he threw it for just under 3,300 yards. Bo Nix has two of the top 10 seasons, as does Jarrett Stidham as well. But Bo Nix's 2020 season, which also had less games, he he threw for 2,415 yards. That is 10th. And I am very confident saying, assuming Peyton Thorne wins the job, which I think he
1: will, he will finish in the top 10. Before we move on to Peyton Thorne, how mad do you think Bo Nix is that his 2019 came in 32 yards short of what his dad did in 1995? Do you think that gets held over his his head at like Thanksgiving dinner? I'm sure they
2: talk about it. I'm sure it comes up. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, But so looking at this and, what was the biggest argument against Peyton Thorne when
1: he committed to Auburn? Ooh, ooh, ask me. I'm asking you. Okay, yes. Uh, th- it was that he was bad last year. <laughs> that's right. That's Peyton right. Thorn was that, not a good quarterback last year, according to all of the people in, uh, that are crazy on Twitter.
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. His 2021 season was very good. His 2022 season was Garbage. not good. If, if you listen to the naysayers that talk down Peyton Thorne. Well, let's just look at his worst year as a starter at Michigan State, which was last year, which we've documented and even, you know, gotten Michigan State folks on to tell the story. There was no running game and the offense was as bland as, you know, this potato offense that we had with no seasoning whatsoever a year ago. So, his output last year was 2679 yards according to ESPN it varies a few yards based on where you look at, but it's all within like five or six yards. Yeah. That would have placed him sixth all-time in single-season passing yards. This season that all these Auburn folks that are like, you know, and I don't get being pro-form makes you anti-Robbie or vice versa, right? Because I think a lot of the people that are this, are defending Robbie, which is cool, whatever. I think both of them are going to get a chance to compete. I believe Peyton Thorn will win it. But regardless, that, that's where this noise is coming from and it's like well if he comes in and does this which i think we all agree is a better situation i don't think his receivers will be as good i mean he has two nfl receivers on that roster a year ago but it was just such a bland system and the offensive line was bad and really every time he threw it to keon coleman he had the 50 50 ball and i mean it was just tremendous ball placement but if he does that at auburn it's the sixth best season for a quarterback in school history
1: and he had uh, eleven interceptions to only nineteen touchdowns. And so if he repeats that stat line exactly, the nineteen touchdowns is also sixth best in Auburn football history because Nick Marshall tied Jason Campbell and Pat Sullivan with twenty, and they're all tied for third, and then sixth is two Jared Siddham years and Damien Craig with eighteen. so if he if he has on the bad stat line, the stat line where everybody said he had a bad year, he's garbage. Don't even bother bringing him in. It would be the sixth best performance on both yardage and touchdowns in Auburn's school history, mm. which is a long time.
2: Last I checked. And, and if you get the production that he had in there, the better year, 2021, which I think you're going to get somewhere in the middle, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, but his best year at Miss uh, at Michigan State was. 3,240 yards, that'd be the
1: second best season in
2: Auburn quarterback history and from a passing yards in a single season standpoint.
1: Just It would just be like 45 yards behind Damian Craig for number one. Touchdowns, yeah. he had 27 touchdowns that year. That would also be number two in Auburn history to Cam Newton, who had 30 in 2010. Yeah, no, the, that was just Cam's passing
2: touchdowns, by the yeah, way, which is yeah. stupid to think yeah. about. But, But yeah, I mean, you, you just look at some of these all-time... Or I guess top 10 quarterback performances when you look at single season, you know, Damian Craig's 1997 year was awesome. But like Jarrett Stidham in 17, Cam in 2010, Jason Campbell in 04, Sullivan in 70, Nick's in 19, Marshall in 14, like these were really, really good offenses. Yeah. And that just kind of goes to show that regardless of whatever decade we're talking about, if Auburn has a quarterback that is competent. That if Auburn has a quarterback that is, you know, top half of the SEC, the rest of it falls into place because all those years were special for different reasons, right? And all of a sudden, if you can get that type of production with Peyton Thorne, which I think you will, all of a sudden it puts you in situations to win some of these games On a lot of these experts, it's about to be magazine season, right? Where a lot of projections and predictions come out. And all of a sudden it kind of puts you in a situation where, Okay, you can beat the Miss, uh, the Mississippi schools at home. You can go on the road and win in Fayetteville. And then everything just kind of checks out after that. You know, what does College Station look like all of a sudden if you have solid quarterback play with a good defense? Because I think we all think this defense is going to be fine. It's going to be solid with a good running game, with these pass catchers that chose to come in after, after Peyton Thorne committed, Lindsey. I just think it puts Auburn in a situation that we're not really as a fan base. I don't think we're as appreciative as as we possibly should be and as hopeful as we possibly should be because I think this is going to be a big ad. And we're just, I I think it's a big deal. A top 10 passing season, while that bar is historically lower than it should be, given where Auburn is positioned in in the SEC and throughout
1: college football, it's still, it's still a solid situation to be. I, I think Peyton Thor can get us there. And I can hear people right now who are kind of yelling at their phone, like he's not going to do what he did in 2021. Like, okay, if he's halfway between 22 and 21. So yardage, let's give him 20 2,900 yards. Touchdowns, give him 23. That's midpoint. It's the number three passing yardage season of all time and the number two touchdown yard, uh, season of all time. And like, to me, it's a slight downgrade at wide receiver, upgrade at offensive line, massive upgrade calling plays. And like, it doesn't matter who's running the ball next to him. Like this is, that's where you're going to be. That's the floor. And, and it's, you should be really excited that Auburn has Peyton Thorne. And like you mentioned, it doesn't mean Robbie Ashford's automatically out in a bum. It doesn't mean like nothing's decided at this point in the year. And nothing's going to be decided until a lot closer to time to play. And even then your backup quarterback, whichever one it might be, is one play away from being on the field. right? Robbie, Robbie Ashford did not start as the starter last year. He did not begin the year as the starter. He became the starter because of injury. Yep. Same thing can happen next year.
2: Sure. And then just for folks that, well, he was in the Big Ten. He was in the Big Ten. And yes, the SEC is tougher than the Big Ten. I don't know if defensively that's certainly the case because you have SEC talent around you. At least Hugh Freeze has now made that the case at Auburn, at least closer than, the, than it was six months ago. But just looking at the 2022 stats, the top 10 passing performances in 2022, so that ranges from Stetson Bennett, who led the league in passing last year, to Anthony Richardson, who threw for 2,549 yards. All of those, you would have had 10 guys in the SEC last year that would have finished in the top 10 in Auburn single-season passing. And I just believe Peyton Thorne will be a top 10 SEC quarterback.
1: It seems very plausible. And, and I'm, I'm finding myself, I'm doing that dumb thing that you really should not do. Where I'm going in and I'm picturing old games that we played. And I'm like, well, what if Peyton Thorne was in there instead? Like, look at, at Peyton Thorne's two games against Penn State. He together had 497 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions in those two games. If you if if any Auburn quarterback had done in either like you would have won last year if you had that performance from especially a Peyton two Thorne. years ago, especially, especially two, two, years, two ago. years ago. Like yeah. it's just it, it blows my mind. I mean the average performance for him is two hundred and forty nine yards against Penn State with a touchdown and a half. I mean, if you make that one touchdown, you probably win. Two years ago, and maybe last year. I don't, probably not, but you know,
2: last year may have been a lost cause, but two years ago for sure, for sure. And then maybe that whole team develops differently because you get some confidence under you. Uh, It's just tough. But yes, I said we say all this to say Peyton Thorne this season will have a top 10 passing season in Auburn football history. That's what we're standing by. That's what we're standing by. Lindsey, I've got three games circled on the schedule that could be potential trap games for the Auburn Tigers. Let's discuss those three in just a moment right here on locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at built bar. Lindsay, have you ever been looking for a delicious snack, but you just don't want all the sugar and calories? Yes. Yes. And
1: normally I have to like order it online and wait for it to get shipped to me.
2: Right. You don't have to do that anymore. You can just go to the grocery store or Walmart or the club that is owned by Sam's. Uh, it is Sam's Club. They, they've got you covered there with Built Bar in stores. But of course, if you want to check out all the macros, and all the different flavors, go to Built.com. It's, 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 it's the easiest place to go. But seriously, all these bars covered 100% in delicious, decadent chocolate and uh, very high in protein, very low in sugar and total calories. There's no reason not to try them out. Head over to Built.com or your local Sam's Club
0: deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
2: Lindsey, I've got three games circled as potential trap games, which of course are games that I believe Auburn should win. It should be favored in going into the season, but you got to execute. You got to win. And we've talked about the importance of Auburn winning all of their non-conference games, because I think the non-conference slate is the most winnable it's been in a long time in a long time. And of course, the, really the main thing standing in your way is you going to Cal. You got to go to Cal. Gross. And I think Cal is is one of the top 3 trap games for the Auburn Tigers this year. I think there's a couple of factors here. The Pac-12 I think is really good. Cal's going to kind of go into this realizing that oh. Oh. We need to win this because there's not as many gimmies on on you know the Pac-12 schedule as there typically are, with the ascension of that conference before USC and UCLA leave that conference to go to the Big Ten. And I also think uh, it's going to be kind of a, an interesting environment because it's, just, it's, it's new. I mean, Auburn and Cal don't play each other too often, so I, I think they're going to get hype there. I don't think we don't have a kickoff time for that yet. I think normally I would say the earlier you play that, the better. But you don't want to play it too early because, you know, it, the time zones are going to be wonky. And so, you know, how, how much do you want our guys to have to adjust all of that? I, I don't know the answer to that question, but I've got Cal on here. And also, I believe they're returning a lot of starters, a lot of experience. That experience hasn't been great up to this point, Lindsay, but still something to monitor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it has all of the classic hallmarks of a game where the travel, seeing all the sights of California, all of that, you know, the, the bright lights of, you know, of Berkeley. Uh, just kind of has everybody distracted and, and something like that happening. I get it. Uh, so while I think they're going to win, I, I can see it being a trap game. I do want to point out that Auburn has that listed as an aware orange game, which you're not the home team. So I guess we just want to be able to see our fans in that giant stadium. Yeah. And also, okay. like, I mean, how, how
2: popular is Cal football at home? Like, do they want to, like, go to that? I mean, I've always kind of been told to, like, <laughs> people in california don't care about college football outside of usc so i don't know we'll see we'll certainly see what that looks like Uh, so i've got that as one of the three uh mississippi state at home i believe is another one i think that is a i think mississippi state has a chance to be pretty bad this year i -hmm. think they're going to kind of use a lot of you know mike leach recruited players to do not mike leach offense type things and i think that hurts you i mean we've seen that at auburn right i mean That's a big part of why 2012 stunk so bad. As you had all these spread-type players playing in a pro-style offense, we'll certainly see... I don't think it'll be that dramatic, but uh, I I think Mississippi State in Jordan-Hare Stadium is certainly one that Auburn should win, especially with that revenge factor
1: with blowing that 28-3 lead um, a few years ago. I do think you do have the danger in the Mississippi State game of a... um, of a mental letdown because the week before you're playing old miss at home. And so it's that whole lane Kiffin thing. Sure. And so I'm sure a lot of fans are going to be up for that game. The team's going to be up for that game. They're coming off of LSU. They'll play old miss at home. And then you turn around. And like you said, by then it's going to be a pretty evident that they're not a good Mississippi state team. And you run the risk of looking ahead to, well, we got a road trip next weekend. We're going to Vanderbilt. And then you know, then Arkansas, and not focusing on Mississippi State like you need to. So I can yeah. buy that one being being a trap game. Yep.
2: Yeah. And then you, you hinted the following, and the following when it's Vanderbilt on the road once again. Auburn is a better team than Vanderbilt. Auburn should be favored against Vanderbilt in everything that they play, with the exception of maybe baseball. Um, they should um, they should always be favored over Vanderbilt. So that's another one that yeah, you said it's the week after Mississippi State. I think depending on how that win goes. You know, maybe you feel too good, maybe you feel too bad, maybe you're exhausted because you just went LSU Ole Miss Mississippi State, and you still like don't have any relief because you gotta go on the road the following week to Arkansas, like you just said. I mean that's an important stint. We haven't really like dove into the schedule as much as we probably should at this point, just because the transfer portal's been so busy on this show. But that stint of I don't think you're gonna win in, in Baton Rouge, but like Ole Miss Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, like that's probably the most important four weeks of, of the schedule. Like as far as winnable games and those toss-up games, like those four in a row, that's that's pretty huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's gonna be it's a kind of a tough stretch. Again, no time off. Your your off day is the week before LSU. And so it's a lot of you know. LSU on the road, you come home for two weeks, yeah. and then you're off to Vanderbilt. I do want to point out another, uh, not on your list, but for me, another possible trap game, depending on how the team is gelling yeah. and how much you're looking forward to, LSU, uh, to to Georgia on the 30th of September, is Texas A&M on the road on September 23rd. You, I mean, you get back from Cal, you have a home game against Samford, and then you have Texas A&M, knowing that the week after that, you host the, def- the two-time defending national champions. Part of me worries that either you're not going to have really gelled on offense yet because you've only had, in essence, one test, and that was Cal, whatever kind of test that might be. Right. And the fact that you they may be looking ahead to Georgia and you have a stumble against Texas A&M because they have been not great recently, but they have recruited very well. So the Jims and Joes are there. Yeah, uh, the, the X's and O's haven't quite been there, but the Jims and Joes are. So I, I worry about that one being a, a, a second-tier trap game.
2: Yeah, I don't have that one as a trap game because I don't think Auburn will be favored in that game. Ah, uh, okay. I, I bet A&M's a three-and-a-half, four-and-a-half point favorite in that game. So th- that was kind of my logic of keeping it off. But talk about important games. You, you can make the case that at A&M's one of the more important games on the schedule.
1: You just have to you have to start the the conference slate with a victory, and then have some momentum to roll into defending national champion Georgia. Yeah, yeah, and like I don't think you're gonna like.
2: I mean, I hate saying this, but like I, I just don't think there's much of a shot when you host Georgia. But I mean, just imagine the energy of like you beat UMass, you beat Cal, you beat Sanford, you beat a And M, and you're four and zero, and it's like maybe
1: that weirder might be a Nike. game. Happened.
2: yeah. Weirder things have happened. You know, does that is that enough to get you ranked? Possibly, um, And you know, when Auburn's ranked at home, adjourned hair, weird things happen. Why not? With a first- year head coach? Um, we've seen it happen before. Its so, an odd year. Uh, I'll say it. Yeah, from your mouth to, uh, to God's ears, my friend. All right. so uh, <laughs> AI is this new artificial intelligence chat GPT. It's sweeping the nation, it's sweeping all kind of talking points and topics. Is it wrong about Bo Jackson? We discuss in just a moment, right here on Locked on Auburn.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Well, I want
2: to encourage you to join the Locked Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. Lindsey Crosby, our guest, as, we, uh, as he is every Monday. So Brad Crawford, he's a national guy, at 247 Sports. He asked ChatGPT to rank the SEC's 10 best college football players of all time. And Bo Jackson came in at number two. Full list here. Danny Werfel at 10. Archie Manning at nine. Reggie White at eight. Johnny Manziel at seven. Emmett Smith at six. Derek Thomas at five. Tim Tebow at four. Peyton at three. Then Bo and, and Herschel Walker was at one. Um, first off. Any any list that Bo Jackson's not number one on, I feel weird about. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of a weird thing to me. Bo Jackson should be on the first <laughs> of every list that he is included on. But that list miss, like that's just missing a ton of top like Cam Newton, yep,
1: and Joe Burrow aren't on there. Like what are we doing mm-hmm. here? You know what I mean? Focusing for a second on the Herschel Walker versus Bo Jackson thing. Yes. Everybody points to me. Like, whenever I hear people people talk about this, they talk about Herschel Walker's stats being so much better than Bo Jackson's. Oh, Herschel Walker ran for 5,200 yards and 49 touchdowns. Yeah, in 1,000 carries. He had 994 carries. He got 5.3 a pop. Bo Jackson averaged 6.6 6 a pop. Mm. And so, like, Bo Jackson only had 650 carries. Herschel Walker's nine ninety four, 94 and right. like Bo is within three touchdowns of him and Herschel Walker I don't think Herschel Walker knew how to catch a football I mean no they had the no. same number of same number of receptions despite the fact that Herschel Walker has way more plays from scrimmage than Bo Jackson and so it's To me, it's not a debate. If it's like, which of these guys would I rather face? I'd rather face Herschel Walker than Bo Jackson because Herschel Walker's a volume guy. He got right. it because he ran the ball 30 times every game. Bo Jackson could just take one for 80 yards and break you. In the comments, who do you think is the best SEC
2: football player of all time? Is it Bo Jackson? Or, we had several comments. We put a, we put a story up. In fact, Lance, uh, our writer at AuburnDaily.com, use chat GPT to write the article about this, which is hilarious. But he, um, a a lot of our comments on like our socials, when we shared this on our Facebook page and all that, um, a lot of the comments are like, oh, well, Cam Newton must be number one. It's like, yeah, he probably
1: should have been. Like
2: Cam probably should be on every list, number one on every list that he is at the college level. But yeah, for some reason he was left off.
1: Here's the note I have about the chat GPT written article. Talks about how great Bo Jackson was as a kick returner and a receiver. And I'm like, Bo Jackson caught 26 passes in four seasons. He returned 14 <laughs> kicks. And then, ne- like, and then after his sophomore year, never went back on returns ever again. Sure. It's like <laughs> the only thing you didn't give him credit for was going being 0 for 1 as a passer his senior year. Like, <laughs> like, it's Chad GPT's not quite there yet, people. It's, it's not, but were, it's, it's still fun. It's, it's still, still fun, fun to talk about. But I'm like, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he, he was not a receiver. Like, he did catch balls, but like you, you—it makes it sound like he lined up out wide every other snap. And totally. I'm like, no, ChatGPT, he did not. Yeah, do that. yeah, ChatGPT,
2: you're close, but not quite, uh, not quite there. No, that's funny. That's funny. All right, Lindsay, how can people check out everything you've got going on?
1: I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. I have my show, Locked In with Prospects, available where you get your podcasts and on YouTube. You can find the Auburn Baseball Writing auburndaily.com by the time you listen to this we should have found out we're hosting a regional if we're not i will come back on here and yell about it uh, and the braves writing bravestoday.com
2: yes you can find all of my written work at those same places auburndaily.com bravestoday.com we will see you tomorrow this has been locked on auburn
1: the ncaa tournament is almost here